This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Rockstar Energy Drink. Be honest. Are you procrastinating by listening to this podcast? It's okay. You just need Rockstar Focus. Choose from three delicious flavors, each crafted with ingredients for an ideal energy and mental boost, like lion's mane, 200 milligrams of caffeine, and zero sugar. Visit rockstarenergy.com to learn more. At least 75 milligrams of caffeine has been shown to help improve attention. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, here we are with this week's Smart TV Radio Times podcast, where we bring you the best of this week's TV offerings. By we, I mean myself, Caroline Frost, and Kellyanne Daler. Hurrah. She remembered. <laughs> um, lovely to have you with us. So let's crack on because we've got a full and fit list of mm. things to get through. Now, your homework was to go and watch One Day, mm. which I have to say has had donking reviews mm-hmm. elsewhere, but we've all been agog to see what the <laughs> Kellyanne thinks. So go for the it. The rom-com critic of all yes, time. Yes, Um Right, well, Caroline, I have to tell you, I absolutely loved it. Oh, phew. I thought it was brilliant. Well, I'm actually, I'm still halfway through and that is because I, as you know, and as I'm sure many listeners who tune in every week know, I have a marginally obsessive personality and so I can become very consumed by something. Mm -hmm. So with One Day, I'm really enjoying it, but I'm really savouring every episode. And there are plenty. So I've got... 14. I've got probably about halfway. I'm at the episode where they've gone to Greece, which no spoilers. I mean, there is a, a huge spoiler, which I obviously won't say. Hold on. Let's just recap. So mm. for the um, uninformed, this is the TV adaptation of David Nichols' 2009 book, I believe. It was a massive bestseller and it details what goes on when Emma and Dex meet each other for the first time at their graduation ball. And then the book follows them one day each year for the 20 years that mm. follows on St. Swithin's Day. There was a film in 2011, Anne Hathaway, not so well received, unfortunately. This one seems to have brought the bouquets. I think that mm. the platform, we talked about this, is 
what the story deserves because it's yes, fat absolutely. and rich and has a lot. Now tell us, you were a massive fan of the book. Mm. What were your reservations and then why have you enjoyed it so much? So I think what I was really looking forward to about mm. seeing it in the series is like you're saying, giving that space for those characters to breathe, for that story to find its feet. And also the brilliant thing about doing it on a streaming platform is that you can change the episode length. So if something needs more time, you've got a longer chapter, something bigger happens in it, which it does. Various years have more impact mm-hmm. than on them, together or apart, whatever. You know, that's that's the premise, isn't it? Will they, won't they, will they, won't they? Yeah. So I really, really liked that. I was really apprehensive about the on-screen chemistry. And that's not because I'd seen the casting and I thought, okay, amazing, brilliant, like two up-and-coming actors. Mm-hmm. They've really made their marks in their own field. But so rarely do we see such palpable chemistry. And some of the initial feedback that I first heard was that critics didn't buy into the chemistry. Now, what show are you watching? She asks. Uh, They have such an energy between the two of them. And Amber Kamod, who plays M, I think has such a distinct acting style where everything she does, even the smallest, teeniest, tiniest movements, smallest expressions, I completely believe her. And I think that is such a rare thing to see on screen. So I'm completely sold. But why don't you let us know what you thought, dear listener? Uh, You can write in to podcast at radiotimes.com or if you listen on Spotify, you can write in the Q&A at the bottom of the episode. I'd love to know what they think. I'm 100% sold. It is up there with top TV of this year. Well, I think we can all sleep easy in our beds mm. now that Kellyanne has given us her verdict on one day. I know, that took a while available for me. on Netflix. My swifty, slightly maturer offering, I only mean that as in the characters involved, is The New Look, which is on Apple TV. This is an all-star telling of the post-war stories of Coco Chanel and Christian Dior. So it really is, it's got um, wartime intrigue. It has, as I say, stonking cast members. Ben Mendelsohn plays Christian Dior. We have Juliet Binoche, who is just effervescent in everything she does. She has that quality. She glows. She dances off the screen. She plays Coco Chanel. And we also have Maisie Williams, British actress, came to worldwide fame in Game of Thrones, which I also learnt brought her a whole load of pressure, but she somehow found her way and she's thrilled to be back on screen with this role of Christian Dior's sister, who has a whole roller coaster narrative of her own. This is all true stuff. Obviously, it's been somewhat glamorised for the screen. Lots of money been spent. You can see where that Apple money went, <laughs> but beautiful fashions and great performances. So if you fancy something a little bit vintagey, mm. go and check out the new look on Apple TV. <laughs> So what else do you have for us? I have for you a drama that was originally on Disney Plus and is now coming to ITVX, which is brilliant because I think more people should be able to watch this. It is called Under the Banner of Heaven and you can watch it from Monday. So this is Daisy Edgar-Jones playing a mother, Brenda, who is married into a family that are Latter-day Saint fundamentalists. And she ends up getting murdered, her and her daughter. And Andrew Garfield, who plays a cop in this drama, tries to find out what's happened. It's a really interesting watch. It's one that keeps you with it. And it is dark. And some of the stuff that they uncover is uncomfortable. It came under a lot of controversy when it was 
dropped, but it is written by Dustin Lance Black, who is the husband of Tom Daly and who was a Mormon himself. So he brings this experience. I have a question for you. So we have Dustin Lance Black, who, as we know, has a history and he's talked about how restrictive it was and how he had to break away Mm. to find himself. Is there any sympathy towards the leaders or are they very much pitched as a wall of oppression around whom all these characters that we care about must navigate? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think what it does, I think it does pin the male leads in the family, the kind of patriarchs, in a very negative light. But what it does do through the character of Andrew Garfield is highlight the difference in this, the difference between Mormonism and fundamentalism, which I think might be lost on some Oh, that's on some really us, interesting. Which is that, and I think that's actually what really sets it apart because it's not just a negative look at the religion as a whole. It is about fundamentalism within the religion. Okie doke. ITVX starting on Monday. I have something a little less demanding. <laughs> Saturday Night Takeaway, the 20th, but hey, last series. So Anton Deck have called it a day. They're pulling the plug. They are leaving the party before the lights oh. go out, which I think is a clever move. And this is something that they've always done throughout their career. I've actually written my column this week in the Radio Times about the ongoing appeal of Anton Deck. Why? Who? How did it happen? And what will ITV do once they do decide that they don't actually need to get out of bed anymore? They've made their money. They've been around for, well, this show, 20 years or more. So I'm just quite fascinated what is their unique superpower. I think it's their friendship. I think it's the authenticity Mm. of their connection, which goes back to the days of Biker Grove and then went through teenage pop superstardom. Well, not so much of the super, but they've had their knocks, not very many, but they are workhorses. And I find them actually more interesting than any of their projects. But they are a guaranteed pair of hands. ITV have locked them in quite rightly, clever, for years and years now. And uh, if you do like them, I would say tune in for Saturday Night Takeaway because their days at the helm of these big budget sort of primetime blockbusters look as though they could be numbered. So enjoy them while you can. Oh, well. Thanks, Caroline. And that, that is nice. It's nice also for people to have a variation and this is something that they can come for sure. and enjoy. I have a radio recommendation. Mm. How mature am I? <laughs> um, so this is Conversations from a Long Marriage. Um, it's Thursday radio, 4, 6.30pm. I came to this show. I've heard lots about it and I had a book version of the first series, which I delved into Mm -hmm. and and it stumbled across my desk and I really enjoyed it but I hadn't actually more for me listened to the radio show and it's back for a fifth series next week I have the lovely Joanna Lumley on the Radio Times podcast so you can tune in to listen to her talking about it but I came to series five not having listened to any of the back catalogue and instantly fell in love with this story so it is Joanna Lumley and Roger Allen playing this unnamed long married couple. It's all about the nuance of marriage. It's about why we love each other in spite of sometimes who we are and because of it. It's almost like the writer Jan Etherington was just sat there listening out the window. You know, it's relatable to everyone. I'm not in a long marriage. I'm not even married. But I can relate to elements of it. There's a real human nature to it. Um, It had me look really smiling. I was pottering around the house doing housework and I just fell completely in love with it. It's something that is slow, but a real escape 
from reality. So I would 110%, if you haven't listened already, go back and listen to it. That's available on BBC Sounds and the new series comes out on Thursday. You little romantic you. (laughs) I've got something from the archive. I talked about Ben Mendelsohn earlier as the star of The New Look. He is a great Australian actor. He's turned up in different films. We've seen him in things like Animal Kingdom. I mean, he's extraordinary, very powerful. He plays, I would say, the anti-hero in a big budget drama that is on Netflix still. It's a bit old now, as I say. It's definitely one from the archive. It's called Bloodline. As well as Ben Mendelsohn, we have Andrea Riseborough, who is currently in Alice and Jack and was Oscar nominated last year. Another great talent Linda Cardellini people will know her from Dead to Me and if you need some more star wattage we have Sam Shepard and Cece Spacek wow and if that isn't enough (laughs) beautiful Florida Keys scenery it's a big family it's one of those almost 1980s-esque family sort of spinning betrayal field dramas but it's got a lot of energy in it and if you fancy doing something completely different for your viewing habit I suggest Bloodline on Netflix Amazing So we have finally Film of the Week Yes, so you know I don't normally do this but I do think that this is well worth the trip to the cinema so this is Wicked Little Letters which is in cinemas now This is the real life story of a scandal that affected this little seaside town. So it's 1920s, think kind of post-World War One. There's a woman called Edith Swan. She's very pious. We get this idea that she should have been married off. She hasn't. She's uh, still living at home with her father, who is played by Timothy Spall, comes across as very controlling. She is very religious, um, quite uppity, and she starts receiving these letters that come in the post, and they are full of naughty, naughty lines. And I'm talking, I wouldn't even be able to tell you one of the lines because uh, we're a family-friendly show. So she starts receiving these scandalous letters and they go to the police. And the suspect is her neighbour, who is an Irish migrant. So Edith Swan is played by Olivia Colman. And the neighbour, Rose, is played by Jessie Buckley. And she's this very bawdy, very rowdy woman, always seen in the pub. And what unfolds is the tale of what really happened. And it was a scandal that was debated in Parliament because it caused such controversy. So it's a hoot. It's hilarious. It was the first time I've been in the cinema audibly laughing out loud to the point where I thought my face is a little bit sore. So I really enjoyed it. But undercutting that all are these kind of really big, broad, sweeping sentiments of what it is to be a woman, especially in that time. But a lot of what affects them doesn't feel like a far cry from today. So if you are interested in that, I would say go and watch it. That's Wicked Little Letters in cinemas now. And if you like it, you can come back and listen to last week's episode of the Radio Times podcast with... Olivia Coleman oh. and Jesse Buckley. You, Sorry. You bring your own Star Wars, Joanna Lumley, Olivia Coleman. I know. Who well, next? feast away, am I right? The Dalai Lama. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's all we have time for this week. Do get in touch if there's anything you think we should be talking about or that we've missed or something that you are... I'm actually much more grateful if people tell me what not to watch. Mm. So if that is the case, then do drop us a line, podcast at radiotimes.com and we will be back next week with more humble offerings. In the meantime, happy Happy viewing. viewing!